Hello, and welcome to Organize Jane's podcast. I am your host, Organize Jane, and I'm excited for this week's episode. I have today with me, Saria Rigo, and I'm going to let her introduce herself as I had met her virtually a few weeks ago on a panel where she was a moderator, and I was instantly drawn to her moderating techniques and also her ability to discuss financial literacy. So we're going to talk about that today. So thank you for being here, Saria. Thank you for having me, Jane. I appreciate it. <laughs> yes, and I would love for our listeners to find out a little bit more about what you do and who you are. All right, got it. So my name's Saria, like Maria, because it's such a unique name. <laughs> I'm from <laughs> Chicago, Illinois, born and raised, but I live out in Los Angeles, California. Um, when I was younger, I was first kid in my family to go to college and didn't know anything. So um, ended up be, you know, picking to be a doctor because that's what every TV show had, a doctor or a lawyer. So I figured I'd be a doctor. And once I got there, I realized I couldn't afford um, undergrad. So I wouldn't be able to afford the specialty schools and all that other schooling that occurred after undergrad in order for you to be a doctor. So I took a quiz, thank God. And then it said finance, become a finance major based on uh, what was important for me, which was uh, freedom, financial freedom, and physical freedom. <laughs> I did not want to be tied to an office. I saw those TV shows too. Didn't like it. And, mm -hmm. and I, I wanted to be able to work with people and, um, I didn't want to have to go to more school in order to make, you know, to be in the, um, top earning percentile of Americans and it's finance. So I became a, a stockbroker out of college. Then, uh, transferred to Beverly Hills, modeled for seven years and really learned about being an entrepreneur and um, uh, retired from modeling, got back into finance and went to Chicago, set up an office, came back to L.A. And honestly, um, to just take a more real turn uh, after the death of George Floyd, my team and I, uh, my very diverse team and I, we decided we wanted to add our, our special sauce to the world of activism. And we created Black Wealth Matters, an educational series about how um, systemic racism affects Black wealth. Should I say it again? <laughs> no, that that was an amazing introduction. And I think there's so many nuggets in there. I feel like our listeners are just wanting to dive into so many of these points. Uh -huh. <laughs> and, and the first one you mentioned was interesting, too. So many... I had a lot of questions on my Instagram as a poll on what to ask for, you know, if they had questions about financial literacy and a lot of them were on where to start. And I liked your story about how you took this quiz because a lot of us just think that we have to go to school, get an education, do it this way, you know, doctor, lawyer, your typical careers. But, you know, if you're looking to learn more about, let's say, financial literacy or the industry in general, where, how do you start? Um, you know, that's such a, a great uh, question. Um, because the way that the finance world is set up is that when you have a certain set of licenses, you can't just uh, give advice, right? You can't just mm -hmm. write articles. You can't. That's our that's our intellectual property, for lack of a better word. Uh, very similar to how attorneys aren't giving like blanket advice. So a lot of the advice that's on Google and on the internet, uh, they're not financial professionals. They're like uh, hobbyists. Mm -hmm. and, and um, uh, they're people who have a passion, but not necessarily expertise. So when it comes to finance, 
there the the way that America is set up is you really have to to get some um, guidance with a actual financial professional. That's it. Now, in terms of learning, there are classes on uh, Udemy. There there are classes on um, online. Uh, some financial service companies offer introductory uh, overview classes. Uh, take a class, but understand that the real learning would have to uh, come from just the doing. Yes. And it's, it's true because we go to professionals for so many things in our life and coaches and I'm a coach and I, I teach people how to organize their businesses and I want them to come to me because I'm the expert. And the same with yourself. You've spent so much time learning this, that it's nice to go to an expert versus trying to figure it all ourselves where we're definitely missing things. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And what about, you know, going on the same train, I really like this topic um, of where to find information. I had um, similar to, you know, we think we can always go on WebMD to find everything, but we're missing so much of the real diagnosis, similar to, let's say, our financial strategies or problems if we have them or. um, So how do we start even as kids? How would do you have any ideas on ways to teach kids about money? I know I have a lot of my clients are moms. And this is a question that I had on my Instagram poll, too. You know, one of our uh, agents, uh, a guy named Steve Siebel, he wrote a book called um, Secret Self-Made Millionaires Teach Their Kids. And I love this book. Each page is a new chapter. Uh, Literally, each page is a chapter. So he'll give you uh, um, some background. He'll give you an activity to watch with your kid. And it's it's not something to teach and and then they know it's basically a new way of existing. Money is like healthy eating, right? It's always something that's happening and growing and getting better, right? It's not something that you know and then you got it and now you're done. <laughs> exactly. Not it's really a constant. Yeah. And, and you're always evolving. Your life changes, mm-hmm. your circumstances changes, you move, you go get a family, you, you know, downsize, you get a new job. All of these affect your financial state. Right. Right. And so what I love about um what I love about his book too is that it's called Secret Self-Made Millionaires Teach Their Kids. And it's a very real book. I find sometimes parents try to sugarcoat uh, way too much and then their kids get out in the real world and it, it becomes literally it's a liability if your kids don't understand um, who they are, you know, whether they're a, a black boy or a girl or mm-hmm. <laughs> like if you don't if you haven't really had honest conversations about the kid, you know, about who they are and how they're going to be perceived. It's 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 not good. And this book is really just grown up conversations that um, kids should know. And I, I, I can attest to that because I was a nanny uh, when I was a young model for a wealthy family in the gated Beverly Park area in Los Angeles. And he, the, the dad did not um, hold back any topic of finances in front of his kid. Wow. And so he <laughs> shared, shared everything. Yeah, it was wow. very just like the kid was an adult. Mm-hmm. Well, Love I like it. that. I'm I'm gonna link that book. Can you? It's secrets. Um, made millionaires teach their kids, I believe, by Steve Siebel. Perfect. I'm gonna link that below for our um, listeners as well. And what's interesting too is you mentioned that like the exposure, like it's up to perhaps you know that's a great book for parents to teach their kids. But in schools, we really don't get 
well, I'm from Canada. I don't think in the U.S. you have, maybe you do now, but in high school, I never really got a class on budgeting or how to do my taxes we don't. or any, any of the basics. Yeah, it's, that's what really, and in my courses too, business as an entrepreneur, you say yourself, you became an entrepreneur. We didn't learn how to run businesses or how to deal with the finance side. So um, have you ever had a lot of entrepreneurs come to you as well that are really kind of brand new and don't, don't understand the, the kind of the back end of their accounting side as well? The accounting world is a little different than the finance world. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and I'll be honest, the best thing that I do with my clients in terms of the accounting is really just make sure they have their, their finances organized and they feel confident and um, what they're writing off so that if they feel confident in what they're writing off, then they'll, they'll write off more. Right. So um, I use this app called Everlands for that. I think it's such a great um, app. I love it, love it, love it because it tracks mileage and your expenses. And you can take a, a quick picture while you're out at Trader Joe's and you're, you're grabbing flowers for your office, boom, office expense, right? <laughs> Whereas if you didn't have it with, with that receipt, make it into the shoebox, probably not, you know? So um, I, I, that's the extent of my um, coaching when it comes to uh, the accounting, like really have impeccable records so that you mm -hmm. feel comfortable and you have your facts straight and we can, we can push the limits because if you don't have it straight, you're going to be afraid. Okay. You are speaking my language because in my course, I, I don't use Everlens app, but a similar one, but I just tell everybody, if you're an entrepreneur, you have to get a, a, an app to digitize your receipts. It's the first step. And you really, it, you, you mentioned it as well. They don't have to be experts in it, but they have to understand that they have to have a system and have it in place so the accountant can then take the records and you have to be confident in those records. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So this is, this is huge, I think, for a lot of entrepreneurs and um, to, to understand even the basics of those tax write-offs and what's and that might be something to talk to their accountant about or yeah. you know, there's lots of books that I recommend my clients, depending on if they're in Canada, I have some books just to what's typical write-offs to get them started. But it's really a, a, you should have a, a discussion with your accountant as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're an entrepreneur, I don't know if you should be doing your own taxes. Yeah, that's a really good question. And I, I always say as an entrepreneur, we should know every penny coming in and out of our business, but not necessarily, um, you, especially if you incorporate, you need to have an accounting close off your books and uh, they really need to be involved. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that kind of brings me to some as an entrepreneur, you know, and, and it's really tough. We take a lot of risks. And, you know, I always say there's that you have to really take advantage of the write-offs and the strategy for t offsetting taxes. And this is a major question. And, it, you know, maybe you can just answer it in terms of like a big high level. <laughs> but I always think about my taxes in terms of how I can lower them, especially being an entrepreneur and lots of different strategies. Is there something you're always talking about with strategy for offsetting taxes or questions you're always getting regarding this? Um, well, everybody wants to pay less in taxes, but there's such, mm -hmm. a, you know, there's there's give and take, you know, the, mm -hmm. <laughs> you got to really figure out what you're giving up when you're paying that amount in taxes, because it may or may not be in alignment with your goals, you know, mm -hmm. so, I, I think that when you're figuring out what you want to, how you want to show up on paper, 
it's it's great to have your financial goals in consideration uh, and then also your your tax goals. But it can't just be about one without the other. So if your financial goal is to buy a house or get a business loan and you're telling your CPA you're not sharing that with them, you're they're not going to be um, they're not going to be able to help you. So at the end of the day, we can manipulate our taxes, but we really have to uh, be clear about the end goal. Because at some point, uh, nine times out of 10, um, if you're kicking the tax can down the road, you're going to have to pay it. And mm -hmm. if you're trying to um, if you're trying to take advantage of some of the, the investment vehicles that are high net worth historically used to minimize their taxes, you're definitely going to have to go through uh, professionals for that because uh, those great um, strategies and vehicles are like um, very personalized and mm -hmm. going to be based on your own situation. So it's it's a the tax conversation should be um, looked at from a at least two standpoints. Um, it should look be looked at from a finance standpoint with your goals in mind. And then it should be looked at from a tax standpoint with uh, what do you want to minimize and what's the goal and when are you going to pay these taxes? Yeah, I like that approach because we should just with our business, we're always looking long term. What are we doing in three to five years? Um, and we should have those conversations with tax professionals, accountants to let them also know um, you're right. It can't just be about taxes. It has to also be about your business growth and your goals. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. Um, and my business coach always said too, it's, you know, t you're going to have to pay them, but it's also a great thing when you're paying taxes because then you're making more money and supporting right. other, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> other things. So of course we don't want to pay more than we have to. And, and um, if, you know, if you're listening and you want to learn more about the specific vehicles for tax advantages, that is personalized. And I would recommend talking to somebody like, Saria or another financial professional in your in your area that can help you with that because it's complicated. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I find the tax uh, discussions quite complex and uh, some of them you really need to you need to you want to be careful in terms of what you're doing as well and and you mentioned it too like even the write offs you want to be confident in what you're writing off so that if you are ever if something happens or you're audited you will be ready and prepared for that. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I, I, the taxes are interesting. So I always, uh, I, you know, you always want to have that balance, but really I like the way you said it, focus on your goals. Mm -hmm. You have to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And I had another interesting question, which is pretty, uh, pretty much it's really financial related, but it, it's asking about some people have credit card debt and or other debt, and I guess it depends on the type of debt. But let's say credit card debt, remove that first or invest first. Uh, you know, that's such a funny, um, that's such an interesting question. And the reason why it's interesting is because remember how earlier I said there are so many novices on the Internet that are giving financial advice. And mm -hmm. I watch them too, because I, I, I'm always curious. I'm like, what are you over here talking about? And they'll say things like, oh, you can't pay off. You can't save until you pay off your debt. And um, what I would say is, uh, I think every situation is unique. However, uh, you we do have to take into account time, right? And, mm -hmm. and the time value of money. So when we're thinking about a dollar today, a dollar today is worth more than a dollar in the future. So whatever we are doing today is going to have a bigger impact 
than us waiting until everything's perfect and blah, blah, blah <laughs> to say, mm -hmm. you know, so that's, that's the, uh, if that's, if that's clear. <laughs> no, I, 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 that was a, I laughed when I got that question because it's, I think it's one that everybody asks and, and there's no right answer. It depends on your situation. And I also like that you mentioned that it doesn't have to be perfect because um, even though I'm a professional organizer, I say, it, you know, even in your business, it doesn't have to be perfect. Just start and then perfect as you go. And I'm all about making things fit into your lifestyle. It doesn't have to look like on Instagram or whatnot. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Uh, same, mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know about the same, if you feel the same about financial planning or, or whatnot. Absolutely. It doesn't need to be perfect. You don't have to wait until you're in a perfect situation to start planning for your future. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's the gem, you know, people are like, I'm, it's basically like, I'm going to wait until I get my body perfect. And then I'm going to go to the gym. It doesn't work the way you got to. <laughs> You got to start with a little bit, you know, 10 minutes on a treadmill yep. <laughs> and then keep, keep going. So, but the problem is that most companies don't give you the space to be imperfect because you might not be their ideal client. Uh, the way the financial sector is set up in America is it's still really geared towards the top uh, five, you know, percent uh, and up. So the average person who's making decent income, but maybe doesn't have the best habits, they they might not qualify to be the client at the bank or the client at the such and such. So to them, they do feel like they have to be in shape before they can go to the gym. Uh, so it, it just becomes a matter of uh, finding um, someone that can help you. And I would love to be a resource, even no matter what area you're in, as long as you're in the United States or Canada and Jane can help you as well. We have access to some of the same resources. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just recently as well got a little bit more interested in this because I have a lot of questions from my clients about the financial side and I'm really passionate about insurance, especially for, um, Canadians as it's a bit of a different system like mm -hmm. so I, I I think it's so important and you you same as in Canada if unless you are a high net worth or you already have your affairs in order it's often that you're not going to be able to access these top boutique firms or or get the get the service you might expect so that's where I think your company is changing that a bit yeah yeah mm -hmm. which, which is great and that's one of the reasons why I'm where I am <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, and me too. I thought this is my clients are especially a lot of them are solopreneurs or put a lot of money into their business and now starting again fresh. So they need that support from the ground up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I really, uh, I like I appreciate all these tips. And I think uh, I would really if you're thinking about even just a question you have, I would really if you're in the US, especially reach out to um, Saria, she'll be able to at least put you in the right direction. Uh, and if not answer those questions, cause I think we need to just start most of my, um, viewers are women we need to start asking these questions. Yeah. And I think sometimes people are even afraid to ask. They're afraid mm -hmm. that, you know, something's going to happen or they feel as if they're unworthy of it because they don't have enough and let, you know, try and let the advisor, I think at some point, especially as an entrepreneur, you got to develop some tough, uh, and thick skin and you got to be okay with pushing and, and hearing no's <laughs> and still going for what you want. 
We can't mm -hmm. be business professionals if we're not treating our, our business, um, if we're not treating our business like a business. And I don't know about uh, Canada, Jane, but there are so many things happening in the U.S. that um, are affecting small business owners who have not been planning, like the PPP loans. The mm -hmm. PPP loans skipped so many people because they didn't have their records in order. Same thing in Canada. Yeah, there's so mm -hmm. many people that are like out here hustling and they don't stop to organize themselves. And then when that happened, they were just like out there, out there uh, scared because they don't have access to those uh, resources that were for business owners, but not people who were not um, organizing their business. And then there's another one. Um, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say exactly. And that's all about organizing your records and your, your really just key elements of your business, including your finances and accounting. Yeah. And then there's another one coming down the pipe in California. It's called the um, Cal Savers. And this one is unique. And it basically says that if you have a business with over five full time employees, it will be mandatory for you to have offer them a retirement plan. Oh, wow. And this is this is information that business owners don't know about because they're so busy trying to do everything themselves and not have a team. But that's one of the great things about team. Your team is they'll tell you about the things that you need to watch out for, too. Of course. And that's an interesting because in corporate America, I feel like retirement or pension plans have subsided, at least um, a, a bit. So but now yeah. businesses are requiring retirement plans again. Interesting. Yeah, not the business, the government. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Interesting. Okay. Government. Yeah, because these small business owners, I think there have even been um, studies, but one of my clients told me that small businesses have more longevity than corporate America. Mm -hmm. So can you imagine these people are with their, their company um, for 20 years, 30 years, and they don't have any retirement when it's all said and done. It's scary. Yeah. It's terrible. Mm. <laughs> so yes, the, that's, um, that actually started two years ago. That law went into effect two years. We're on the last part of it in 2022. And I've been listening to Biden say that he wants to have something he calls it retire with dignity. So he's going to do something probably similar, if not the exact same thing. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Which just means if people don't have their stuff together, they will end up paying, um, <laughs> they yes. will end up paying fines and fees and things of that nature just because they don't know. Or even back paying if they had to have it in place at a certain date and things like that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, so this is, in we could talk a lot, we could talk for hours on this finance book because it's, I think it's one of the backbones of, um, well, any business, of course, and our life. And we think about, you know, we need money every day for our lifestyle and our goals, like you mentioned. And I just really recommend talking to somebody who's a professional like yourself um, and getting a bit more educated yourself and also learning, you know, how to start and how to get more involved and in asking the right questions and not being scared, like you said. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know what? You're absolutely right. And I didn't think about that. And I usually always share this. How you do one thing is how you do everything. So when you have good habits, uh, whether it's organizational habits, financial habits, um, habits, 
<laughs> you're going to do that in your business too. So when you have poor habits, you're going to do that in your business as well. Uh, and in terms of, there was one question you were asking me um, earlier about budgeting. Uh, Elizabeth Warren made a concept famous. She called it the healthy budget. It was already out, but she made it popular when she was a lobbyist on Capitol Hill against the credit card companies. And the strategy is really this. If you're with your after tax money, take a percent and put it towards your future. Uh, and she recommends 20%. This is Elizabeth Warren. She's a smart girl. Mm -hmm. I professional. I don't have anything negative to say. If you're older, sure, you might need to save more. Absolutely. However, this is a good place to start. But if you're a business owner, you can do the same thing with your business and you might use that money to um, to buy, you know, I don't know, give a bonus to a person that you want to hire. You might use it for a merger and acquisition. You might use it for uh, commercial real estate. Like your business should also have planning, too. Oh, I love that idea. And that's it's a really good place to start that 20 percent of your extra taft after tax dollars. Mm hmm. Elizabeth Warren, mm -hmm. healthy budget. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. And and that's I think the pandemic showed us that we need to have something like emergency plans and all of that for unex the unexpected. Um, so that's a whole different that's a whole different topic. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but I think this pandemic has taught us a lot, and I I know a lot of us are getting more curious about the finances because of this and what's happening. We needed to. A lot of us had to change our businesses and and or moved businesses or, or jobs or whatnot because of the pandemic. So I think we're, we're, we're looking a bit more closely at our financials. At least I hope. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot more people are curious and that's why there's such a, a, um, you know, there's, that's why there's such a big market for these uh, Facebook stock groups. I see mm -hmm. Facebook cryptocurrency groups. I see, um, just a lot more conversation about people interested in what's going on there. And that wasn't necessarily like that before. Yeah, it's true, which is a good thing and a bad thing. If we get too much and we, <laughs> we, just start, we start putting all our money in crypto without knowing that might be dangerous too. So um, I know. just talk to somebody first uh, and then <laughs> of course <laughs> do a bit of research. But, um, and lastly, you also mentioned that you're doing um, Black Wealth Matters. Oh, is that an organization that somebody can join or get more information about? Or can you tell oh, us just about that? Thank you for asking. Of course, Jane. So uh, Black Wealth Matters, an educational series, is a monthly series that we uh, do virtually. So it doesn't matter where you are, you can absolutely register for the series. And we're um, the website is uh, bwmeducationalseries.com. So like basically Black Wealth Matters educational series.com. <laughs> okay, perfect. I'll link it below. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was yes. And um, so you can you can uh, join the series and and become a um, become a valued uh, watcher, but there's it's not a club or anything. Uh, <laughs> we're just trying to <clears throat> we're just really trying to educate people about uh, what they don't know. Oh, I love this. So anybody can join. And is it a webinar or Zoom format? It's a webinar. Mm -hmm. webinar. It's Perfect. A webinar. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to link that below. So it's just, you know, if anybody's interested, they can go and see kind of the topics and um, get more educated. And this is a, a free resource that you're offering. Yes, absolutely free. And, mm -hmm. and I'm so excited that it's free. Yeah, no, I love this. And I actually registered for the one coming up. 
because I think we all need to, we can all get a bit more information on this topic. So if uh, I will link this below and also link uh, your contact information. So if anybody would like more information from you or have questions, I would uh, reach out to um, Saria Surya (laughs) directly to get more information because like uh, like myself I believe in hiring coaches and professionals to help you grow your life and business and Surya is definitely one of those so thank you so much for being here today thank you so much for having me Jane I really appreciate it and thank you for helping uh, entrepreneurs organize you know once you set it up all they have to do is maintain it Exactly. It is a little bit of maintenance, but <laughs> but I believe, like you said, we need to organize uh, for our goals and that includes our finances. So again, uh, this is a great topic and I'm sure there's going to be lots of questions from it. Oh, good, good. Well, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. And that's it. Good. Thank you. (laughs) Perfect. So I'm going to just send you, I'll have one graphic for it and the podcast Mm -hmm. will come out. I think I have you scheduled for July, not till July because I plan in advance, but I'll send you, I'll send you a couple days in advance and then, um, and then, yeah, I'll, I'll tag you, you and your, and Black Wealth Matters. Yes. Hopefully, Mm -hmm. and I'll put the resources. Should I put, your website as well or email yeah, is the best contact. Would be, yeah, I think the website uh, would be the best. Um, the website would be great. And then my uh, Instagram and then the BWM series Instagram. If that's I'll do okay. those too. Those are like oh, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> a lot of people, this is podcast is meant just to share. And then people usually, mm-hmm. myself included, when I'm listening to a podcast, I'm always like, oh, then I got, I looked that person up. and Me too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's going on on your Instagram? Who are you? Exactly. And, and like you live in LA, you said, and I feel like there you're always in traffic so you can listen to podcasts. Yeah. 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 But you know what? We're, we, we weren't in traffic for about two seconds. Now we are. (laughs) Yeah. I heard I I was there for a month in um, just, I just got back two weeks ago and it was like, everybody was complaining because they're like, the traffic is back. (laughs) Yeah. So I I thought it was quite funny. All the way back, which is hilarious. (laughs) <laughs> exactly well i won't take any more of your time thank you so much and i will keep it posted when it when it launches that sounds perfect have a good one jane i appreciate you, you. Too. thanks <laughs>